With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. A lawmaker's view on why it is so hard to regulate big tech. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. A week later, we are still thinking about the hearing that saw half a dozen tech CEOs testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on the topic of keeping kids safe online. It left us wondering why. Why do lawmakers hold these hearings, then fail again and again to pass federal laws to keep big tech in check? What came across was how the importance of that is one of the few things that a lot of Democratic and Republican senators can actually agree on. Take, for example, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Act, a bill co-sponsored by members of both parties. One of those members is Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. She told me it is hard to get bills like that through Congress, given how much influence tech companies wield in Washington. The companies have tried to do a number of things to stop these bills on the competition side, privacy side, and kids side. So here's what they do. The first move, always an easy one, oh, Congress is too dumb to understand this. That's not true of the Senate Judiciary Committee. No one can say that. You might disagree with people, but they do understand it. Second one, divide and conquer. They tell Republicans, oh, if you do this, it'll stop free enterprise. They tell Democrats, if you do this... Uh, you're not going to be able to protect people. The final thing they're banking on is it's too esoteric and it won't matter. When those parents stood behind those CEOs holding up the pictures of their kids, that was a game changer. I think if you could help us in the public understand the value of these hearings as an exercise, I know I would appreciate that because there's all these viral moments that come out of them and then nothing happens. Ultimately, it is up to lawmakers to make something happen. So, you know, why dwell on whether CEOs support or don't support a certain measure? Ah, that's, we've got to acknowledge the truth. (laughs) They have stopped every single measure from going through. So if there's a crack in the armor and a few of the companies support one bill, that actually helps me to get it done. If I get them on the record, because then that puts pressure on the other companies. Actually, the fact that we have arrived on a grouping of bills on kids that we believe together will work, that makes a difference. Because otherwise, we're just in the era of trust us, and that era has ended. So when you hear 
at this hearing last week, the CEO of Discord capitulate to you uh, and say that he will support uh, the SHIELD Act, which you co-sponsored with Senator John Cornyn, the Republican of Texas. What you're saying is that actually means something. Mm-hmm. It does. Or X, X also supported the SHIELD Act and Senator Durbin's book bill, which uh, would make it clear that you uh, they are accountable for child pornography, the platforms, if it's on their platforms. Yeah, it does mean something because then we can use it with our colleagues because everyone likes to act like these are, you know, crazy ideas. Why are you trying to regulate this? But I keep reminding them they put this protection in called Section 230 where they can't be liable for anything. They put that in when it was a burgeoning industry, when it wasn't even an industry, when these companies were starting in a garage. Now they are the biggest companies in the world and we are seeing work in other countries you know, Australia and Canada have taken steps to make sure that um, reporters and news media organizations are compensated for their content. Senator Kennedy and I have a bill that would do that. These kinds of things are happening right around us, and I don't think we should be following. I think we should be leading in terms of putting in place the protections we need. And with AI, it's even going to get um, more difficult. So the yeah. answer is to stop throwing the popcorn and actually get these bills passed. So on the issue of child safety online, Ohio uh, passed a law that would require parental consent for kids to use social media. I want to ask you, where do you think the balance lies between protecting kids using that method and making sure that lawmakers don't infringe on teenagers expressing themselves and their rights to free speech? Exactly. And, you know, we are not talking here about banning kids from using all social media. But there are all kinds of rules you can put in place to protect them. Uh, One is about the data and how the data is shared on the kids. One is to make sure what they have access to and what they don't have access to. But the line, where the line is right now, the amorphous situation we're in when they claim they're protecting these kids and they're not, and it's getting worse and not better, we know that's not working. Well, I mean, how do you feel about states being as involved as they are? Uh, When you announced the introduction of the SHIELD Act last year, you wrote that state laws offer protection that is incomplete and inconsistent, I believe was the wording that you used. I'm glad the states are moving ahead. I'm sure I wouldn't agree and don't agree with every single thing they're doing by any means. Um, But that often creates pressure for federal laws. And so I'm actually heartened by the fact that states are moving because at some point that's going to create more momentum to do something federally. But that being said, it's not the way to run a railroad. It is much better if we had strong federal laws that were the same across the board and actually worked. It's going to protect more kids and it's also going to protect competition, especially on the competition side. Um, because our antitrust laws, while there are state antitrust laws, they tend to be federally enforced. That's so important. The other thing when you asked about hearings that I didn't mention, having hearings like the one I did on Ticketmaster, um, just to, you know, drop a name, um, you actually get information from people under oath that the agencies can then use. And that is there's an ongoing investigation out of the Justice Department on Ticketmaster. That hearing, the information they got there was helpful. The other thing you get out of it is it educates the public, right? They start to be with you more. 
um, and they start to understand the issue. Because believe me, the companies have every interest in just keeping this quiet, these problems quiet. Maybe they have, you know, this or that. They, them trying to make sure no one knows about stuff going wrong. And so to not have any transparency is a huge mistake. So I just look at the hearings of giving information to the Justice Department or the FTC to help them in their investigations and um, creating public knowledge of what's happening. And then sometimes, Ticketmaster example, that does lead to some legislation, but we still know the big thing is the agencies pursuing some of these actions that Congress is not going to pursue. We'll be right back. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Senator Amy Klobuchar. When you have a patchwork of state regulation, do some of your colleagues feel like that gives them a pass on having to do something here? They always are looking for passes. So <laughs> there's many reasons. That's usually not one of them because what happens is the companies then start complaining about the patchwork and they have these different things. So that actually usually helps to get some things done. The key is when the companies wait so long and the patchwork gets harder and harder to deal with, then sometimes they've waited so long that there are interests that are devoted to the state regulation that, say, in big states, that won't make a compromise. And that is just the nature of it. So I always think, like on AI right now, the fact that the AI people, Microsoft, or they're coming and saying we need some regulation in place. Um, that's a welcome way to handle it than just saying, oh, we don't want anything. What, what can we expect now after last week's hearing? So Senator Schumer is committed to uh, taking a group of these bills and forming them into one bill uh, and having a vote on it. Um, I believe that we have to get through the crisis we're in right now, right, about um, restoring the world order and keeping our leadership in the world and keeping our security strong. That's the bill in front of us now. Then we move to the budget, which will take a few weeks, if not months. And then I hope that after that, we turn to, they're two separate issues, but the, the child's protection, knowing that my antitrust competition work Probably we'll see uh, another day, but I'm continuing to push those bills through and then the AI work. So those are two big things that have bipartisan support uh, that I would like to see done before this summer, because once you get too close to the election, it's really hard to get them done. I know you talked to parents about this issue of child safety online. What is your sense of what they want companies to do? They want the companies to step up and stop pretending that they have nothing to do with this. Um, they cannot stand that the answer is always, well, maybe this mom should have known about this product that we put in place four years ago that you could have downloaded and then it would have helped with this. That is just a ridiculous situation for parents to try to deal with, especially when the kids um, oftentimes know more than the parents about how to deal with these apps. The parents want to be parents, and they want the companies to stop standing in the way of them being good parents. Um, and that is everything from hooking kids on these products uh, to targeting the kids with algorithms uh, to uh, exposing them to content that is damaging and that may actually result in 
them either taking their own lives or getting a drug overdose. I think those are pretty straightforward desires from the parents of this country. That was Senator Amy Klobuchar. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.